0: Hmm. Sometimes we feel like that, right? Sometimes we go, I have, I've made some decisions and I've done some stuff. And so the reality of my life is that where I am today isn't where I hoped I would be at this point in my life. And what I'm hoping is, is that my future isn't like my past or my present that, that there's something different waiting for me. That, that I not, Maybe going up the ladder hasn't been fulfilling, but maybe when I get to the top, maybe that's when it's fulfilling. And so we put our heads down. We pedal a little harder. We pedal a little bit longer, hoping that whatever is ahead is better than what we've experienced so far what if we're pedaling a stationary bike what if without drastic change without huge reassessment in our lives what if we're destined to continue making the same types of decisions having the same types of results what if this crowding in this sense of incompleteness this sense of it's something's got to be better than this is all i'll ever know unless i find a way to escape, and in the midst of asking that, honestly considering that in our lives, consider this amazing statement from the lips of Jesus Christ. And I think most of you, when you came in, you probably got one of these. It's like a little uh, fob that goes on your keychain. If you didn't get one, you want to grab one on the way out there in the baskets. But Jesus says this. It's on the back. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, I know there's some of us sitting here tonight who'd go, look, I'm, I'm pre Jesus. I'm just even trying to figure out, do I believe in a God or what would it mean if I did? And would I have to change it? I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. It's okay. And that's what this is about. But let me just ask you a question as you sit here tonight, trying to find the answers. Are you free? And what does it mean to you that Jesus stands in front of you and says, If you'll come learn of me, if you'll come discover me, if you'll come listen to what I'm about to tell you, I can tell you how to be free. There are some of us in this room tonight who were already believers. We've already made that decision. And so we would say tonight, well, I I, I think I'm experiencing at least partial freedom. I, I think I'm getting some of this because... I mean, I've got eternity figured out. I I know I'm going to heaven. I I know I'm not going to hell because I've got Jesus as my Savior. So I guess I've got some freedom in my life. But if I was going to be really transparent tonight and if I was going to be really honest tonight, I'm not sure I'm free. I'm not sure I'm really experiencing the freedom that Jesus claimed He could give to me. And I'm sitting 10 years into this thing, and, and I'm not sure I'm married to the right person. I'm not sure I'm doing the right job. And I know for sure I didn't plan on these kids. You know, so... What would it mean? What would it mean if in this next six weeks that we just said to Jesus, look... We're interested in freedom. We're interested in knowing that which you promised. And if you can really deliver, Jesus, I'd be willing to listen to anything you said. I'd be willing to reconsider how I think about it. I'd be, I'd be willing to change if you could really deliver on freedom. And if you could promise me that the future doesn't have to be like the present or my past. And I just think we ought to take a moment tonight and just ask God and say, God... We're going to gonna bear this one out. We're going to listen. We're even going to invite you to scare us a little bit if you can deliver freedom for our lives. Let's just bow our heads, ask God to use these next few weeks. We're going to be together in this series. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you tonight, and I just pray for everybody in this room who is still figuring you out, who's still even trying to figure out if you make sense or whether or not they should even consider allowing you to be a part of their lives. And God, I'm going to ask that you would so hunger their hearts, to know the freedom that comes only in you. That they'd step up to the plate and say, look, Jesus, if you can give it, I need it. God, I pray for those that are here that are... Believers and, and they've believed in you some for years, and yet, if they were transparent, if they were honest tonight, would say, I'm pretty sure I have not experienced the freedom that Jesus promised. Something's not working, something's not right in my walk with God because I know I'm not living and experiencing and tasting the freedom that the Bible says I can have. And God, would you give those the courage to reexamine, the courage to reassess, the willingness to say, God, speak it and I will do it because I need to know what it's like to live a life fully embracing the freedom I have in Jesus Christ. God, we're just inviting you to take us on a journey. Take us where we never expected we could go. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's talk a few moments about how did we get here? How did we get to a moment in which we go, boy, I, I this isn't what I was hoping. This isn't what I expected. This, and, and I'm just, I, I'm the future better, be better than this. How did we get here? See, if you, see if you agree with this. Most of us come to life, and as we do that. We've got a set of beliefs. We've we've got a set of rules which we think govern life, govern how things work. and, And we've pretty much settled on these are the rules of life. These are the truths of life. And based on what we believe to be the rules and the truths of life, we then make our decisions. We decide, well, I've got to do that because I know this is true, so therefore this is how I'll decide. And then based on our decisions, we end up with an outcome. How many would say, you know what? I generally think that's probably true. How many would say, I, I think that's true. Okay, about half of you are raising your hands. Because the other half are going, it's a trick question. He's going to wait till we raise our hand and then he's going to mock us and make fun of us. No, this is true. This is, this is how it works. This is, this is how it is. You and I have a set of beliefs a set of rules that we think life operates by that kind of govern the world that we live in. And based on what we believe are the rules, what we believe is the truth, you and I make our decisions. And based on our decisions, we end up with outcomes. I mean, something... You ever made like a decision that at the time you were making it, you thought, no big deal. Only later to discover that huge things in your life changed based on that seemingly little decision? I'm 17 years old. I'm getting ready to go off to Bible college, and someone says to me, Hey, Lynn, there's only one Bible college in the whole world that loves Jesus. I said, Oh, okay, I'll go there. My freshman year of Bible college, I meet my wife. Do you know how many times I've stopped and thought, What if I'd been smarter than that? I would have never met Lisa. I mean, a seemingly small decision. I I, I don't even know that I thought about it a lot. I met my wife. How different would my life be if I had made a different decision? Eleven years ago, there's three families sitting in a living room. We're going, I don't know. You want to plant a church? Where would we do that? Colorado? I don't know. Nevada? And... Someone called up who'd been in a youth group that I had been the youth pastor of in Scottsdale years ago and said, hey, we heard you're going to plant a church. If you came here, we'd help. We said Arizona. You know, I look back and I go, wow. I mean, corners don't even be here. And you think, how many times have we made decisions that at the time we thought, "Ah," that turned out to be some of the most significant decisions of our life? Now, let me scare you. You know how we make most of our decisions? Do you know there's really just two things, two ways in which most of the time we decide what we're going to do? Way number one. It seems right. I thought about it. I really tried to consider it. I looked at it from every single angle. Matter of fact, I I wrote a list. I, I wrote pros and I wrote cons and the pros totally outweighed the cons. So I did it. You know, I, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know any other way to explain just to say, my gut, my gut said it was the right thing. And it felt like the right thing to do. I, I thought about it logically, and it just seemed obvious. That's what you do. How many times have you and I looked back at what seemed to be an obvious decision, seemed to be so, so clear? and go, wow, that turned out totally different. That was amazingly disappointing. That was that was the wrong thing to do. What was I thinking of? But you look back and you go, I remember at the time it seemed so clear. It seemed so obvious. That was one of the worst decisions of my life. Matter of fact, the truth is many of us are I've done that a bunch of times. Matter of fact, here's what Scripture says about that. Scripture says there's a way... That seems right. It just—it seems obvious. It just seems like—I mean, why wouldn't you? To a man, and the end is death. And yet, one of the most profound ways, one of the easiest ways, in which we make decisions is: it looked good. I thought. Second way, you and I make decisions. I know it's probably not a great decision. I know it's probably not the wisest thing to do, but here's the deal. I'm going to manipulate the outcome. I'm going to make a less than good decision, but I'm going to make it turn out good. Okay, so here we are. And we walk walking through the mall. And there's the dress. The red dress. That would make you look like a million bucks. And I mean... Got to have the dress, right? I mean, that dress is going to make us whole. It's going to fulfill every need of our lives. Don't have enough money. So I'll just put it on the charge card. Now, that's how I got in debt in the first place at 21. But probably not a great decision. But but I'll just have a few less caramel macchiatos this month. And that'll you know, I'll, I'll take a less than great decision and I'll... Make it turn out better than you would have thought. I, I know I shouldn't date him. I I know I know what Scripture says about only dating believers. But I've got him to come to church a couple times. And and, and and so what I'm going to do is is is, is I'm going to say yes. And he doesn't know it, but after we get married, I'm gonna fix him. <laughs> See, I'm gonna take a less than great decision, and I'm gonna make it turn out good. And the truth is, for any of us who've lived any time at all, we already know the answer. It doesn't turn out how we hoped. We end up looking back saying, What what, what, what was I thinking? And then here's where we go. We go, oh, okay, okay. I must have made the wrong decision. I see I married the wrong person. Or I took the wrong job. Or, or I reacted the wrong way. And, and so I just, I need to change my decision. I need to make a different decision. And in panic and in a flurry to try to fix the bad decision that we've already made, we just say, i just got to make a different decision. I've got to make a fixing decision of the bad decision that I've already done. So we leave our families. we walk in and say look this job's not fulfilling me so I'm moving to Utah we buy the car because it's going to fulfill us and the reality is this life begins to close in and now I've got two wives yelling at me and a set of stepkids and child support and I'm worse off than when I started. And here's what you and I've got to get. Here's what you and I have got to begin to understand tonight. That I don't change outcomes. I don't fix this by changing that I don't. Now that doesn't sound right, does? It? I mean, we would think, well, wait, wait. change this, you ought to change the outcomes. But here's what you got to get this tonight. This changing this is not sufficient to change that. You got to change this. Let me see if I can help. Imagine just for a minute <clears throat> that you have a core belief, you have a core value, you believe this with all your heart. Men are dogs. Men are dogs. Can I get an amen? How many amen. amen. Preach it, brother. Finally said something that made sense. So here's what I believe. I believe that men are dogs. Men are dogs. So here's the decision. I'm just not going to date any of them. Just ain't going to do it. Can i going to have any place for them in my life. Just going to stay away and avoid them. Because men are dogs. So I ain't going to date them. And now I find myself with an outcome of loneliness and some disappointment, and I say to myself, well, "How come others seem to be happier than me?" So I know what I don't. I don't know. I'll change my decision. Now I still believe men are dogs, but I'm going to go ahead and date some dogs. Okay different decision, hoping for a different outcome. But here, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's what's going to happen. Think about this. Men are dogs. I'm going to date them. But if I'm going to date a dog, then I need to build some real walls of protection, right? Better make sure I can keep this guy at a distance because men are dogs and I don't want to be the fire hydrant. Okay. So we're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, do this thing. Now, men, You go on a date with that woman, and you're going to walk away from that date of this woman, and you're going to say, Boy, she's got issues. Did you hear that? (laughs) Issues. And every man is doing this. So all of a sudden, she said, Whoa, 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 I changed my decision. But my outcome, my outcome's the same. I'm still lonely. I'm still disappointed, and I'm still wondering why others are happier than me. I get it. But if I change this, what if I change my belief? What if I begin to believe most men are dogs, (laughs) but there's a couple good, godly men? Amen? Amen. Come on, men. Amen. Amen. All right, there's a couple good godly men. They're all married already. All right, there's a couple good godly men. New decision. I'm going to look for one of them. Different outcome. Different outcome. And what you've got to get tonight, what you've got to understand tonight, what's going to be that first step in you and I breaking out is this. That I can sit back and change my decisions all day long. But if I still believe what I've always believed, I'm going to get the same outcome. And that what I've got to be willing to do tonight is say, Hey Jesus, I'm going to let you challenge what I've always thought was true and change my mind. Because in doing that, I can change my life. Matter of fact, Jesus said it this week. Grab your Bibles. It's absolutely cool. It's in the book of John. And if you're not really familiar with where the book of John is tonight, go to the back of your Bible. You're going to find leather. And some maps. Go to the left. And, and don't get fooled because there's some sneaky books in there like 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Don't let that fool you. Go all the way till you get to John John. Okay? John chapter... I don't know why they did that. That's John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Here's what Jesus said about this. John chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed on Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching... You are really my disciples. Then, get it? Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. See, Jesus will go, look, if you'll give me the chance, we'll change that. And we'll change that by giving the truth and when you know the truth when you believe the truth and now your decisions are based on not what everybody else has always said not what your mother taught you not what your friends in junior high said but when your decisions are based on the truth you'll know what it's like to be free now guys here's you see to hear me say if you begin to do that if you begin to say to jesus okay Tell me the truth about life. Go ahead and challenge what I've always thought. Challenge what my friends have told me. Challenge what I've always believed. This is going to scare you to death. Because I'm just going to tell you that some of what Jesus is going to come and say is going to make absolutely no sense. See, Jesus is going to come along and say, Hey, 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 hey. love your enemies. You're going to go, what? 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 Now that's, that's dumb, isn't it? You don't love your enemies. You wait for them to walk across the street and then you speed up. Jesus is going to come and He's going to say, look, look, look. Wait until you're married to have sex. And if you're sitting here tonight and you're 16, you're going to go, what? what? Who wrote that? A monk? I mean, what are you thinking? I'm 16. If I wait till I'm married to have sex, I'm going to be old. I'll be like 21. I mean, you know how long that is in doggy years? I mean, whoa. My life would be ruined. And I'm, it, and I'm just going to say to you that if you begin to give Jesus permission to say, Jesus, will whoa, whoa, speak truth to me, He's going to scare you. He's going to scare you. He's going to scare you. Matter of fact, Jesus knew that about this moment. So look what he says. Go back to this. Don't miss this in the passage. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching. In other words, I'm going to tell you what the truth is. You need to just accept my teaching. You need to hold to my teaching. Then you're my disciples. Okay? So he's saying, look, whatever. You just need to do it. Do it. Hold to my teaching. Follow my teaching. Be my disciples. Next phrase. Then, then, after you do it, after you hold to it, then you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Let me, like that. Let me see if I can help. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus says, look, 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 as you and I do this together, as you and I try to find out what freedom in Jesus, as we do this, You and I are going to come up to issues. You and I are going to come up to moments. And you're going to look at what I'm telling you. And it's going to go against everything you've ever believed. Everything you've ever been told. Everything that was part of your former life. Because guys, let's just be honest. One of the reasons those of us who come to know Jesus aren't experiencing freedom as Jesus is because we're still living by the old set of rules. See, we've got Jesus taking care of our salvation. But as far as living... We're still living by what we've always lived by. And Jesus says, look, look, I'm going to challenge that. And you just need to know that when I challenge that, when I begin to say, no, 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 no. Let me tell you how that works. Let me tell you the new rules in Christ. That it's going to, You're going to go, that's a dumb rule. That's, that cannot possibly be right. Wait, 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 Jesus. You're saying to me, if I want to find my life, I've got to be ready to lose my life? Jesus, you're saying to me, if I want to be a leader, I need to be a servant first? That goes against everything. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus, you're saying that I won't find my fulfillment, my life's purpose in my job? That goes against everything. Everyone's said, find what you do, do it right, you'll be... Jesus, it can't be the right end. Jesus said, no, no, I know, I know. And the truth is, is you and I Challenge your beliefs. And as you come to find free, you're going to look at it and say, it can't be. It can't be. And so Jesus said, here's the thing. Don't wait till it makes sense. Don't. Because here's the deal. If you wait till it makes sense to love your enemy, guess when you'll do it? Never. I love it. If you wait till it makes sense... Not to have sex. You'll wait too long. And so Jesus just says, look, look, look. Just do it. Just be my disciple. Just obey. And then you'll know. This stool. See, you and I can sit here and we can go, I think it would hold me. I'm pretty sure I believe it would hold me. And that's what we do with Jesus. We go, I get it, I get it. Your rule is pretty good. And it probably works for most people. It just doesn't work for me. See, I, I'm the exception to the stool rule. And and, and, and so, I, I yeah, but, but I can't. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. If you wait till it makes sense. If you wait till you can say, God, you're right. I, good call. He said, you'll wait too. you'll never know. So just do it. Just obey what I've told you. Because Jesus says, here's the thing you're going to discover. That as you obey, as you trust me for this, here's what you'll discover. It was true. It was true. And in that truth, you'll experience freedom. See, here's the reality. As we sit here tonight, I, I, I would bet if we went around this room, almost every one of us in here would say, I do. I've got I've got I've got this thing that God and I've been wrestling about. And, you know, he said I should. And I've been going, I can't. That's just not how I'm wired. And and God, you don't know my past and you don't know what people have done to me and you don't know my history or at least you're not taking it into account. And the truth is, I, I know that that's probably true a lot of the time. It's just not true for me. And Jesus is saying to you tonight, if you wait till it makes sense, you'll never do it. So just do it. Just obey me in this. Because what you're going to discover in obeying me is it was true. And I was right. And you'll be free. Here's why this is hard for us. Because we come with all the stuff from our past. See, we come with all the old rules when we come to Jesus. And then we look through those old rules and we go, Jesus, you're crazy. There's no way that's the right answer. Here's... These are my sexy glasses. Okay? Hmm. So here's, here's what we do. We, we, we go, okay. This is this is everything I've ever believed about sex. This is everything I've ever been taught about sex. And we all know that sex is for recreation. And, and, and you know, I mean, only dumb people wait or really ugly people wait. But, you know, it's just, okay? So this is, this is everything I know about sex. This is all the rules that I bring. Okay? These are my cool dude glasses because you know the old rule is you've got to make everybody think you're okay See, you got to put on the show and you got to smile at all the right times and you got to hang with the cool crowd and the truth is you've got to get everybody's approval see everybody's got to want to be you because you've got to be really, really cool so we all put on our cool glasses because here's the deal we all know that everybody's insecure and we all know that everybody's struggling but we all know everybody's pretending and if you can just pretend better than everybody else pretends that you've got it all together then you're cool that's the rule these are my uh, gotta habit glasses because everything they see they gotta have, okay? And uh, and, and so we go. Well, you know, if, if I could just have, if I could just have iPod Nano, my life would be complete. I I would be fulfilled. And, and if and if my car could have like the the right you, the right letter on it, then, no, it's that way. The, the right letter on it, then I I. I would have arrived and if I can just have enough stuff then I know that my heart's going to be full and I'm going to feel better than you and I get to go na-na-na-na-na to you and I'll be okay and here's what Jesus and and then Jesus comes along and says none of those are the rules and you and I look at scripture through the lenses of what we've always believed what we've always been taught and here's what we think that's dumb And here's what Jesus is going to say. It's not until you let me take all the old rules that you're going to understand this. And this is even going to begin to make sense to you. See, the reality is why so many of us are believers and we sit here tonight saying, Well, I don't think I've got the freedom of Christ. We're wearing the old glasses. We've we've told Jesus his rules are wrong and his ideas are outdated and they may be right for somebody else because we're still living by the old truths that never were truths. Paul says the same thing a different way. Grab your Bibles real quick. Take a look with me. It's in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 12. Here's what Paul says about this very same moment in our lives. Romans chapter 12, it's verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2, here's... Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. But instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now here's what Paul says. Look, look, look. If you're ever going to know freedom, you've got to stop following, being conformed, being pushed into the shape, the pattern of this world. Because God it's absolutely crazy to say, I'm going to live my life by all the world's rules. All the rules of people who don't know my God and expect to be happier than them doing it. And Jesus comes back and just says, no. You live the way they live. You live the way you used to live. And all you can ever expect is to be like them. See, here's, here's what we would like to do we'd like to keep the old rules and just rub a little Jesus on top. Okay? So so here's what we think. We think, okay, okay, okay. I know I know, I know that Jesus said that, that you know, I'm, I'm not going to be fulfilled with my job. Okay, I get that, I get that. But what if I take a fish to work? You know, one of those little fish, you know, that says I'm a Christian has some weird word on it, it thuddered thudder, something on it, has a word on it. You know, what if I took Jesus to work? Wouldn't that make my job fulfilling then? If I rubbed a little Jesus on top? All right, all right, all right. I know I'm not supposed to date non Christians, and I know I'm not supposed to have sex with them. I'll just have sex with Christians. That'll do because, you know, we can like pray a little bit, and and, and here's what you got to get. Here's what you got to get. It's not the old rules with a little bit of Jesus on top. It's new rules. It's the truth. And Jesus said, and then you'll know the truth. And when you know the truth, then you'll be free. Then you'll be free. Look at the rest of the passage real quick. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, that word renew there is also the word we get renovate from. You ever renovated or remodeled a house? It's kind of a scary proposition, isn't it? I mean, you get in, what's the first thing you got to do whenever you remodel or renovate a house? you got to start ripping stuff out. And you start pulling the stove away from the wall, and then all of a sudden you're pulling a wall down and insulation's flying everywhere, and then you're pulling up tiles, and somewhere about an hour and a half in, you're going, uh, this could be really, really scary. And something about remodels, they're always messy. And they always take longer than you thought. You get what Paul's saying here? Jesus is asking you for permission to remodel your mind. To pull the old stove out, to peel up some tiles, to take some things that you always believed, some things that were core and that everybody taught you, that have been causing you to make the decisions, that have been sending you in the wrong direction. And he's saying, would you give me permission to remodel your mind You know the cool thing about a remodel It's when it's done And all of a sudden the neighbors And your friends are coming over and they're going Wow That's your kitchen? Real? Man That's amazing How 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 did your kitchen get like I mean who would have known In vaulted ceiling? How did you get vaulted ceilings? You know, that's, that's incredible What would it be like For the people who know you now to come back and look at your life and go, that's unreal. I can't believe how much you changed. You were more messed up than me. How did you get to there? And here's what you've got to get to me. Here's what you understand. That it is absolutely impossible for you and I to keep the old beliefs and end up with Jesus and outcomes. It's impossible to live by all the old rules and ever know freedom. I had a guy come up to me after first service and he told me I could tell you his story. He comes up to me and he goes, hey, uh, uh, Lynn, somewhere in that message and you, you kind of you said that uh, you can't find fulfillment in your job. Could you elaborate on that just a little bit? I said, sure, I can elaborate on that a little bit. You can't find fulfillment in your job. <laughs> he goes, well, no, no. Now, I mean, could, could you explain that a little bit more? Could you... Could you? I said, oh, okay. You can't find fulfillment... <laughs> In your job, he goes. I, 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 I'm not getting that. And I go, it's okay. You're a guy. It's going to be a hard one for you. But think about this for a minute. You fill out a form better than anybody else at your company fills out a form. I mean, you are the best form filler outer that your company's ever seen. You get an award for form filling outing. Fulfilled. I said, well, what do you do? What do you do for your job? He said, I sell cars. I said, well, that explains it anyway. No, I said, uh, I said, all right, all right. You sell 3,000 cars in your lifetime. You you get to heaven and Jesus is standing up there going, hey, you know, hey every, this guy sold 3,000 cars. Come on, come, kid. look at this. Really? That's going to fulfill you? That's why God put you on the earth? Wrong answer. That's the old rules. That's what people who don't know God think. He said, you know, I'm probably makes a little bit of sense because I'm struggling because, you know, I took this job. When I took this job, they said I could come to church on Sunday and they said I could come on Thursday nights help out with the youth group and after I got there, then they came back and they said, No, 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 you can't go on Sunday because we need you here selling cars. And then pretty soon they said, You can't go on Thursday night because we need you here selling cars. That's been a real struggle for me. What's the answer? You know what I said the answer was? Wrong job. Wrong job. Wrong job. Wrong job. And I said, furthermore, what you need to do is you need to go back and you need to ask yourself something. What is it that I believe about work and about self-esteem and about fulfillment? What is it that I believe about that, that the moment that conflicts with what Jesus has asked me to do, that I would decide that it's more important than doing what Jesus asked? What is it that I believe about myself and believe about work? that would take me to that decision? See, the truth is, that's the question every one of us needs to ask tonight. Because what you and I ought to do is we ought to say, "All right, worst decision of my life, decision of greatest regret. What is it that I believed in that moment? What is it that I thought was the rule about life? What is it that someone told me that I thought was true? That caused me to make that decision. That made that decision make sense in that moment. And yet it was the worst decision I ever made. Because here's what I know without asking any of you whatever it is that you believed had nothing to do with Jesus. Because Jesus has never asked you to believe something that would ruin your life or that you would regret. And the truth is, if you would take the moment to do that and say, boy, what is that? You may find the first thing that Jesus wants to change your mind about. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I I just pray tonight. I I guarantee there's some people here who don't know you yet are trying to figure you out. And and this this has just been wild for them. And I'm just going to ask that something in their heart would say... (laughs) But Jesus is saying that if I will come to understand, if I will listen, if I will simply do what he's asking me to do, I can have freedom. That's worth coming back another time. That's worth considering in my life. God, there... Some of us here who've been believers for years and we don't even have an idea what it means to be free in Christ. And the reason we don't have an idea is because we're still living by the old rules. And if we were honest and we look down at our wrists and our ankles, those are chains from the old way of thinking. Those are shackles from the lies this world has told us about what's important and about how you live. And we've never had the courage to let you unlock them. And God, we're just here tonight to say we want freedom even if that means reconsidering everything that we thought was true. And so we're just going to say in these next few weeks, would you speak truth to us? Would you challenge us? Would you take all those old ways of thinking that we thought were right, that we thought were even smarter than you and would you change our minds and change our hearts? But more than that, God, would you change us? And this we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Homework. You didn't know there was homework at church, did you? If you would take it somewhere in the next seven days and you would just stop and say, worst decision, the decision I wish I could have back, What is it I believed that caused me to think that decision was right? And I guarantee you it's one of the old rules. It's one of the world's rules. And it has nothing to do with Jesus. And you may have discovered the first thing that He wants to change in your life. Let's just pray. Dear Assembly Father, Father, we're just going to invite you to do what you need to do. To challenge what you need to challenge. To make us different. To make us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, hey, I think we got a guest. Do we have a guest? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got a guest here. You've been waiting. A beautiful We're guest. We're still waiting. Oh, there we go. There he is. Archie, the world's uh, ugliest dog. Uh, Just so you know, uh, Arch is going to be available outside, signing autographs. No, uh, but he is going to be, you can go meet him, and then I think you can get your picture taken with him for free. And, uh, because we couldn't bring ourselves to charge, but uh, uh, he is available, he is there, and uh, you guys can do that. Hey, God be with you as you go. If you need prayer, if you need to talk a little bit. I'll be up here at the front, we'll spend time, okay?